Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Kaiju Curry House. I'm one of your hosts Paul and joining me today we have Alex. Hello. And Joe. Howdy. Today's episode we're going to be looking at Legendary's Monsterverse. Uh, So that's Godzilla, King Kong and the upcoming Godzilla King of the Monsters. So we'll start off with 2014's Godzilla. Guys, what did you think when you first saw um, Godzilla for the first time? Start off with you Joe, go on. So I have a very special connection to this. So I was checking a lot on the internet back in the day um, when any kind of marketing towards the 2014 film would come out. Um, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but they had that interactive t-shirt at a Comic-Con a while ago um, in the United States. Basically, there was like a picture or like something. And if you put a phone over it, it had Godzilla spewing his radioactive breath. Oh, yeah, I did. It wasn't much. It wasn't much, but it was kind of like concept art Hmm. and, you know... I remember seeing it as like, that actually looks like Godzilla. Oh my gosh, radioactive <laughs> breath. This is this is things that I've been wanting. And um, anyways, you know, fast forward a couple of years, and um, there was the Comic-Con uh, where it happened, where Legendary was doing their stuff. They had the Godzilla encounter, which I thought was an amazing idea. Basically, it was like a two-story like building that they rented and tricked out. And, like, the floors would move and stuff. And they had, like, this point where, you know, like, you'd be escorted into a room. And then, you know, like, there was a few, like, you know, moderate special effects. And Godzilla would walk past the windows. And I just remember, like, seeing some leaked images and, like, a leaked video from that. And thinking, like, holy cow, that is so cool. (laughs) And then the actual trailer from that uh, leak, that was the Oppenheimer one where actually like uh, the early footage of the Mudo was shown, you know, like the centipede looking thing. And um, that trailer was actually leaked onto the internet the day my daughter was born. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was like fun. Like, mm. it's just like, oh, holy cow. And then, um, you know, like all the marketing that was going on for that, like I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I think they did a great job with it because they showed you what Godzilla was going to look like. I think that Gareth Edwards did that very intentionally. Like he showed us Godzilla, not a bunch of him, but he showed us Godzilla and he showed us that it was going to look like Godzilla. Hmm. 
and then um the other thing that was great about it was just like the serious tone of it like you know like not revealing too much like there's a lot of mystery about it like just the right level mm. and like when we all saw the mudo and we were like oh is that rodan maybe of course it wasn't we're getting rodan now but you know it was just like you know, the whole thing and then um actually uh I moved over to the United Kingdom in April 2014, and May, you know, was uh, my birthday month. So basically, um, one of the first things that I did in the UK, on any social level, was go and see Godzilla for my birthday. And so, you know, that was really fantastic, fun times for me. But the whole thing for me was fantastic. It just, I loved the build-up. You know, it was just everything was going on at the time. So, yeah, Godzilla 2014, cool. I remember that period for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> well, what, what about yourself, Paul? Um, yeah, same. Uh, obviously, I have. I don't have any exact ties. Same. Exactly, exactly the same. same. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. The daughter moving. Waffling, Paul. <laughs> I love a waffle. Um, no, it's. I remember the 2012. I think it was when they first did that concept trailer of Godzilla from Gareth Edwards, and yeah. we saw that creature. That I don't think ever made it to the final film, and there was that um, Oppenheimer quote. It was chilling. It was so so good, and yes, the marketing was just fantastic. It seemed much darker than the '98 TriStar Godzilla. Brian Cranston was fantastic. Every, everything about the marketing just made me want to see that film, and that you know they were treating Godzilla properly this time. So I was fully on board. Yeah, I, mean, I know they kept saying that he was a bit as if it's like stumpy because he had like. Elephant yeah. feet, wasn't it, and stuff, and he was they fat, but him, I... or a few people, cri- yeah, for being yeah. Help. He's, he's bulky, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's, he's a chunky thing. He, he's on the protein, <laughs> definitely. He is American, oh, but just, uh... but he looked awesome. Um, I think one of my favourite things about it was just the build-up towards it. I remember getting um the special kind of reveal in Empire magazine. I've still got that up on my shelf, kind of with the rest of my Godzilla collection. And yeah, I I think going back to your point, Paul, that they took it seriously and they well handled it. And um, I also really enjoy watching uh, reactionary trailers. I'm not normally someone who watches reaction reaction videos because I find them a bit lame, but some of them were hilarious. I don't know if you saw it, there was this one, American YouTuber who kind of uh, reacts to watching it, and honestly, the noises that he's making as he sees Godzilla reveal himself—they're <laughs> they're virtually kind of orgasmic. He's just so excited, and yeah, it's 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 utterly ridiculous and completely overactive. But there was just so much fun around it for me. And um, I've also um, I've got a really a really comical association with it because the first time that I went to uh, see it. I'd been working night shifts uh, on my new job and I was really, really sick with my job. I was working at a petrol station, so I was training during the day to be a sport physio. So I was kind of doing two things at once. I was working late at night and then I'd sleep a little bit in the morning and then I'd train during the day. So I went along to see the new Godzilla film and my girlfriend splashed out. She uh, took us along to the IMAX. Ooh. She'd gone for uh, yeah yeah she'd gone for unlimited <laughs> popcorn and the premier seating you know when you can go up to the you can go up to the bar and have all of the extras for free and all that kind of stuff well not for free because the tickets are like twenty pound <laughs> each but you know she went all out bless her and I fell asleep oh 
I, oh. I fell as, I, I fell asleep, <laughs> and all I remember is these words. Oh, he's glowing blue. I think that's important to you, Alex. You better wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the it was the kiss of death moment. Oh. <laughs> well, you woke up at a great yeah. time. So like, I I woke up to that. Oh my gosh. So okay, I think we should do like a small like spoiler alert here folks so we're going to be talking about films that have come out if you haven't seen them in your godzilla van you yeah. know like thank you thank you Joe. partially your fault but still spoilers ahead yeah so we're just going to make that clear with with that said though i think we should all go through like favorite scene in that movie yeah go on and i think like we all have our different ones but since i brought this up i'll go first i like the hawaii scene yeah Okay. The initial, like, yeah. when he, like, when he makes landfall and there's actual tsunami and everything, like, and then, you know, Gareth Edwards did that great tease. We didn't see the fight directly, but what I mm. absolutely loved was just, like, you see, like, you know, like, you know he's coming. Like, you've seen him make landfall, all the destruction. You're thinking, like, geez, how big yeah. is this guy? And at the time, he was the biggest, wasn't he? And, um, anyways, like, you know the Mudos at the airport, you know, like, plucky hero is doing his thing, we're saving kids, and then, you know, like, we switch over to just, like, the yeah. gate or terminal or whatever at the uh, airport, <laughs> and you see that foot come down, and, you know, suddenly you're like, <laughs> shit's about to get real. <laughs> and it did, it was mm. so great, like, you just, you just move up, and he roars, and it was just perfect. That was the perfect full reveal for his character. I, you know, like, I... That is my favorite scene in that movie. You guys? Um, for myself, it's rare that I ever say this about a Godzilla film, but actually one of my favorite things about the 2014 was the was the human acting in it. I think oh, the acting for the main oh. characters. Yeah, no, I, I think it was pretty fantastic, and it's because of Bryan Cranston. And for me, it was that awesome line in the trailer when he says, it's going to send us back to the Stone Age. I think it's just said with utter terror and that was kind of for me I was hooked because I'd seen so many goofy portrayals of Godzilla and like just seeing him as being this terrifying force of nature that 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 was me hooked um but split down the middle with pos probably that scene when you got the is it the paratroopers that are flying down the halo jump the oh yeah yeah I mean it's yeah, it's some beautiful cinematography. It's just, it's just handled so well. Yeah, so that was a yeah. great trailer moment too. In the trailer that was that was a full trailer, just that scene, and yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, I mean, actually, you know, yeah, you're making me want to go and watch it again because uh, I, I think. And I don't care what people say, there's, there's plenty of people who love to grumble about it and say, oh, you know, it was a rubbish film, all the fights are in the night time, that, that's because it was pants. And it's like, no, no, it was a great film. And I think that it helped us get to where we are now, very much, because um, we wouldn't be having Godzilla King of the Monsters now, surely, if it wasn't for the success of the 2014 film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if it, if it bombed, there wouldn't be a sequel. No. And I, I, have, I have to say, my... Well, well, we say that. <laughs> there are a few pants movies that oh, yeah, have that yeah, sequel. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, Paul, what was your favorite part? Well, you see that's from my favorite bit is that Halo jump. Um I say that the cinematography, mm. the um the music, 
everything was just so good. I think you know, my, my, the hairs were standing on end. It was literally just stunning. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's it's haunting, isn't it? It's, yes. Um, hairs on end, definitely. Yeah. I didn't think the acting was that great, apart from Brian Cranston. So for the first thirty minutes, I was just on the edge of my seat, and then he died, oh, and that Aaron Johnson or whatever his name is came on and just looked gormless for most of the film. Yeah, he's. I mean, I, I did say that the acting, like the acting, is the best part for me. You know, it is it is Brian Cranston who kind of carries it, but. Frankly, he's just so fantastic. I think I forgot Aaron. John- <laughs> uh, Aaron. Aaron Taylor Johnson, isn't it? He's Quicksilver, but he right. can't dodge a ball yeah. either. Yeah. So yeah. that's the <laughs> that's the guy. Yeah. He. Uh, he. he I mean, <laughs> but yeah, him aside, um, it was good. You know, I will. I will say. I will say this for the acting in that movie. What is the normal reaction to what's going on around you? I mean, like, we'll think about it here. He was just kind of deadpan, like, he didn't know what was going on, he didn't know how to react. He was just so, like, dumbstruck, and I'm just like, if a 314 Mm. or however tall Godzilla is foot monster comes lumbering out of the ocean, and, like, all sorts of mayhem is just happening in front of you, like, what would the natural human reaction be to that? I mean, like, there is kind of a deer-in-the-headlights thing. I mean, like, Dad, you're crazy. I mean, like, come on now. I mean, like, you know that exasperated deadpan look and then again like deer in the headlights like that's a giant monster you know like all these things it's just like why on earth didn't you leave the city you know like wife well they didn't really tell anybody this has kind of like been top secret or like under the radar like godzilla wasn't one of those things that they just say is around i don't know there's a lot there but yeah nice fair point ken watanabe was pretty badass Yes. yes yes he was good no, so we've mentioned two very good actors. Yes. Well, Ken's amazing as Dr. Serizawa, and I yeah. I really liked him. You know, like, when they're when he and all the scientists are just gathered around that table and they're doing Aaron's debrief, you know, like, incidentally, we kind of knew about this thing the whole time. Sorry for being, you know, like, the typical science fiction government, but there it is. Hmm. I really liked his delivery, like, we awakened something. Yes. Like, Godzilla, like Godzilla was always there. You know, he he was just fully aware of this thing that's just been out there. The other great thing, I think, is the skeleton that we still don't know what it was for. Yeah. I mean, like, in, you know, it could have been, it, I mean, it's very likely that it was a Godzilla skeleton or his species hmm. um, because we have a skeletal diagram that he shows on the projector. Yeah. But, um, you, you know, you don't know. And part of me is just wondering, you know, like, where they're going to take these titans because we still have a final act to go through after you know godzilla king of the monsters we have godzilla versus kong that's coming up yeah but uh are we going to go the alien route like these are all one-off creatures because i'll be darned i mean like there isn't really that much in the fossil record that they've alluded to Uh, i mean like finding bones of that size i mean even if one bone fossilized people would figure that out fairly quickly but you know having a skeleton there make you know if there was ever more than one that's a really interesting concept because why have we not found other skeletons and whatnot but you know it's just like the whole yeah. mythos that they built up in that film so quickly like just the rolling credits is great you know just the black and white film of godzilla surfacing and you know just seeing him just an interesting fact for our listeners there are a few known certainties in the world and one of those is that joe will always bring it back to dinosaur fossils have you noticed that paul <laughs> which i have noticed yeah that. it's a theme but i like it as a theme because who doesn't want things brought back to dinosaur fossils 
Godzilla isn't a dinosaur in this film, actually. Um, they say that he predates the dinosaurs, and I think there was some stuff floating around out there in the ether that he's from the actual Permian period, and that's the period which immediately predates the Triassic, which is the beginning of the Mesozoic, for our listeners who know that is the age of dinosaurs, but in the Permian, Earth wasn't a very friendly place, so it kind of makes sense, but one of the neat things about Godzilla's design in this first movie is he has gills mm. which i thought that was really great that they threw that in because he's always underwater i mean if godzilla surfaced which he you know like new mythology and like all these books and stuff that have since come out like we know that he has surfaced in the past and blah blah blah, blah and people surely took note but we'd be seeing him a lot more often if he didn't have those gills which i thought was really cool but that automatically makes him not a dinosaur he's his own thing <laughs> if he is I mean, like, the closest thing you could say is he's an amphibian because, you know, you can have amphibians with gills. Yeah. But then he has these hard scales, which obviously can take a nuke. And there aren't many amphibians, you know, that have tough skin like that, which is kind of cool. But anyways, biology lesson on Godzilla over. Back to the film. Well, actually, <laughs> um, I think we've wrapped up nicely on the 2014 Godzilla film. Should we take a break and then should we come back? And do you guys want to handle Kong Skull Island? Uh, yeah, that's fine by me. Okay, see you shortly, guys. Hey, everyone. This is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play, and if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hi, welcome back to Kaiju Curry House, where Paul, Alex, and I, Joe, talk about all things kaiju. Anyways, we're going to be talking about Kong Skull Island now, which is the second movie in the Legendary MonsterVerse series of films. It is the sequel to 2014's Godzilla. Anyways, um, I like Kong. But this movie wasn't really my favorite, so I'm what? sorry to say. Well, I think it's because I'm an old school Kong fan. Um, if I mean, I've mentioned it in previous uh, podcasts that we've done. Joe DeVito and Marion C. Cooper's Kong will be my Kong forever. Um, I like Kong Skull Island. It's just not my favorite Kong. Um, one of the things that kind of disappointed me a little bit was there were no dinosaurs, which you guys have already brought up that I love dinosaurs. But I mean, like... That's that was such a big thing in the original King Kong, you know, like there are dinosaurs all over his island. Yeah. What we got instead was skull crawlers, which are cool, but you know, like there were just there were subtle nods here and there to the original movie. I like the fact that like the cargo ship they hide out in, and that's the that's the venture. Um, I like the fact that we do have skull crawlers. There is a wall. There are natives. It is like a lost island. It is called Skull Island. But you know, I don't know. It just it was a good film in its own right, but. As a Kong fan, which you guys have labeled me as, it didn't have some kind of adventure, like old school, like 1920s, like pulp adventure feel, which I feel like all the other Kongs kind of had to a certain degree. But, you know, it is a good action movie. I think it's more like, a, it's just like a, an escape film. I think that it is a survival and an escape film. And I think a lot of movies have been done that way, that it felt a bit repetitive, but it's still good. Like, I still like that movie, you know? Thoughts, guys? I don't really have much interest in Kong, but I thought I'd go see the film, and I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than Godzilla, I'll say, actually. 
it was a great action film. I think that's what I was in the mood for. So I really enjoyed it. I like the skull, um, skull crawlers. I like Kong. Um, great cast of actors. It was, it was everything I wanted. The cast is great. In all sincerity, it's not a film that I felt particularly drawn to. I, I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a Kong fan. And there's lots of other kaiju films that have kind of wanted my attention more. So I ended up putting it on the back burner so much that it slipped me by. And imagine just for a moment that, like... Confession time. What was that, Joe? Confession time, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Say the words. (laughs) Right. You know what it is? Just imagine for a moment that I haven't seen Kong Skull Island. Because actually I haven't. (laughs) So, (laughs) I have not. The truth reveals itself. (laughs) The truth reveals itself. So, no, no, okay... This this makes for a good exercise because sell the film to me because do you know what I I watched Troll Hunter the other day and I stand by the fact that that film is absolutely insane and I will recommend that as a kaiju film to pretty much everyone I meet and I can sell that film to anyone so you know so you know so successes of it go and Paul what was so fantastic for you about it well you say this is the trouble I'm having now because. Thinking back to Godzilla 14, we said about the Hilo Jump, uh, Kiss of Death, all these great scenes. When I think back to Kong, I can't actually think of any good scenes. Yeah, I remember walking out of it having a great time. So it's one of those films that you just, it's like a ride. You sit down, you enjoy it, and then forget about it. Okay. It's a pop, pop, popcorn flick, that's it. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can sell it to you here. Go on. Have you seen the movie, have you seen the movie Enemy Mine? Yes. Alright, Enemy Mine, only instead of a human and an alien, you have an American uh, aviator and a Japanese aviator and they crash land on Skull Island and basically um, the movie picks up where the survivor is rescued so I think that's I think that's a cool concept Um, you basically have two. the beginning of the movie is just two pilots crashing on a beach and one's you know it's World War II one's Japanese one's American they aren't getting along and um, you know their their fight is about to climax with someone's death, and there's a giant ape that's just looking at them, and they just suddenly notice this, and it's like, hmm. But uh, I think that uh, Legendary may have missed a step there because what would have been really interesting, um, and they kind of explore a bit of that mythology, is John C. Riley's character. You know, talks about him and you know his fallen comrade surviving on this island for decades and i think that would have been like a really cool mini series or a comic book or something just those two surviving and just figuring out what the heck is going on because this is an island where there isn't a normal critter on it there is not a single normal animal in that film other than i'd say a seagull (laughs) you just don't get it how big is school island meant to be it's island sized it's island sized come on (laughs) yeah well what, like it's hard to say, Ma- really. Madagascar, Sri Lanka. No, 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 not Madagascar. I mean, it's got it's got dinosaurs on. I'd say, you know, you'd think like maybe. I'm imagining an an island in Indonesia. Yeah, it, it it is taking that kind of size, but I mean, like, how to put it? I mean, like, I put it like smaller than Tasmania. Yeah, but, you know, like okay. respectable size. No, that that was helpful. Yeah, okay. It's got mountain ranges. It's got swamps. Obviously, it has megafauna. Um, you know, it has its own ecosystem. It's just been hidden by perpetual storms yeah. until this yeah, point. Yeah, okay. 
yeah, it's sounding like it's about bigger, the size of Tasmania. It's bi- yeah, it's bigger than Peter Jackson's Skull Island. We'll put okay, it. I mean, does that does that work as a as a basis for comparison for this show? I mean, how does it compare to Peter Jackson's uh, King Kong? They're different because, animals. They're different animals. Because um, I I love Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. If only for a guy having his head sw- swallowed by that bug. Oh, gosh, that still gives me cringes. You know, like, I don't like that scene. I mean, that's every creepy crawl. You're giving me flashbacks now. <laughs> repressed, me- <laughs> repressed memories. But Kong Skull <laughs> Island is an action movie. Like, it is just, like, that's yeah. what it is. Um, yeah. I mean, like, you, you have napalm explosions and stuff. It starts out, you know, with action. It starts off with two guys just bare-knuckling it guns swords even you know the whole nine yards and then you're immediately taken to another conflict decades later and you know again like they go in like a geological survey and they're dropping explosives i mean like there there really are very few points in which the movie is not revolving around action i mean like there's the the few moments where it isn't revolving around actions are just pure plot and pure mythos building Mm which Jordan Voigt Roberts, um, he did a great job with that. Like John Goodman, um, he plays a survivor of a Titan attack on his shipping vessel. Like he's the only survivor and he is just convinced, you know, like he knows that they exist and he's trying to convince people in Congress. So he hears about Skull Island and he's like, we're going there. And he gets proven right. It's just, you know, sad what happens to the adventuring party that goes there i mean they end up proving everything but you know like all these great characters end up going by the by i mean there is one story about you know like all the characters you get to know them mm. but like there is one character i think you'll know the one paul we aren't going to necessarily give all of it away but uh you really were rooting for him to survive and then he gets eaten <laughs> <laughs> and then you see his remains that have been regurgitated <laughs> yeah. it's just like wow way to like totally kill it for me but um was it like a samuel l jackson moment in uh, deep blue sea uh, no well yeah it kind of you know that moment yeah you see like the one of that probably one of the few gripes that i have about that movie is that samuel l jackson does not get a chance to drop the f-bomb <laughs> no he doesn't <laughs> does he you missold samuel l jackson <laughs> i know i'm gonna be like that's just the thing like i'm tired of this blankety blanket ape on this blankety blanket island i mean like there were so many opportunities it <laughs> yeah. just didn't happen i found a, i found a phenomenal meme earlier today um it was like a, one of those star wars memes and it just says mace windu saying you know we are guardians of the peace and then the next shot underneath it is just him cutting off Django fett's head saying peace mother you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's that is that's Sam Jackson's character in most of his films. It's a new year, which means new reasons to stop by QT, like drinks to wash out the taste of last year. I need more. And fresh snackles worth breaking a resolution. Pizza has tomatoes, so technically, it's a salad. Want to binge a new show? We've got plenty to snack along with it, like our new cheesy mac and cheese. Wow, it's like my wife's, but even cheddar up top. This is the time for new beginnings, and it starts at Quick Trip. QT. More than a gas station. Does a good job of it, though. Yeah, it does. But I mean, like, absolutely. But yeah, it's just like you had a very solid cast in that movie. Hmm. So solid. Was it? T- was it 2017? Skull Island. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and like 
going back to it, but you have really solid cast there, and it's just like the pace of the action. It almost feels like you don't give them a chance to act, but the action is really good. So I guess that, you know, like that, again, like it's kind of like a real-world feel because like in Godzilla 2014, I said earlier, you know, like what would be the natural reaction to that? What other than gone was he staring? Yeah, well, I would. I'd just be staring, you know, probably with my mouth drooling and like, they're real, thank God, it's amazing. <laughs> but, um, I mean, like, if you were dropped on an island and it all went pear-shaped very quickly and you realize that, like, you're probably not getting out of it, you would, I mean, like, it would probably be chaos. I mean, like, the second they set foot on that island, there's, like, 20 minutes, I mean, like, real-time 20 minutes, you know, like, in their world. Mm. 20 minutes before starts stuff starts going down and you're just like wow you just didn't have time for anything did you i'm, I'm just looking at the cast now and actually it, it is more impressive than i realized yeah it is a really good cast but as joe says there's not much chance for them to act so yeah great casting but they don't get a chance to you don't really get to learn the characters because it is an action film box office how did it do generally or uh, what was the... it did good it did good yeah. well I, I can drop you some numbers on you if you like yeah go on Ow! Ow! <laughs> they were big numbers. Yeah, big numbers here. On um, Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, both Godzilla and Skull Island have 75%. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Both are liked equally the same. I'm not really a fan of Rotten Tomatoes, to be perfectly honest. I figure if you're going to like a okay. film, you're going to like a film. Don't see don't see what necessarily what someone else says. Go out and see a film. I will say that now to everybody. Kaiju films are not meant to be enjoyed by everybody. Not every kaiju film will be enjoyed by every kaiju fan. Go out and enjoy silly, fun movies. I'll just add to that that Paul only mentioned Rotten Tomatoes so that we could hear Joe say tomatoes in his native accent. (laughs) Okay, how about some figures for how much they made at the box office? Right. Godzilla, $529 million. Kong Skull Island, $567 million. Okay, so... They, they perform similar. So Kong was more popular? Yeah. Yeah, similar, but yeah, Kong was performed better. I mean, it did have a slightly bigger budget as well. But but you you no, you, you, you did make a good point though, uh, Joe, because the amount of times when I've searched films on IMDb that have been Godzilla, and like the ratings have been absolutely appalling for some of the Showa Godzilla films, and even the ones that like I really, really love... Yeah, they're rated appallingly, and I think they are—they are a niche, they are a niche taste. So yeah, Alex, Alex, you're not going to get me to say that Godzilla vs. Megalon is a great film. (laughs) (laughs) I will, I will. You don't have to say great, good. It's it's, it's a wonderful (laughs) film. It's a wonderful film. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna skip to the end of this. If, if nothing else, go and watch Godzilla vs. <laughs> Megalon. That's it. I'm done. I'm signing off. It's a wonderful film. God damn it. Um. Okay. So mistake, mistake, mistakes made, lessons learned from Skull, uh, from Skull Island, because we're about to round off before our next break. So, what do you think they're gonna carry forward with them? to Godzilla King of the Monsters, what do you think they'll do differently? I In Kong Skull Island we saw a lot more of the monsters, so it was a lot more action, but that we didn't get much chance for the characters. Godzilla tend to have a lot of characters, not as much as the monster, so I'm hoping that King of the Monsters is going to be the nice, even balance between the two. Yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of funny because, you know, Godzilla, all characters, very little monster. Well, to be to be fair and frank, 
Mm. It had about the same amount of monsters as most Godzilla films do. But, uh, you know, it felt like very much character, very little monster. And then Kong Skull Island is very much monster, very much action, very little character. So I feel like the next movie, you know, by their powers combined, <laughs> we are fully fledged film. But um, I ha- I mean, like, it's going to be really hard. I, I, and I, I haven't seen a runtime for King of the Monsters yet, but I don't know how they're going to be able to cram so much plot and world building and yet so much monster action into one film. I think that's going to be the challenge. Right. Let's hold you there. Let's take a break. And then we'll properly come to Godzilla King of the Monsters next. Hey, friends. This is Cam, one of the hosts of the Gamer Heroes podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show you're listening to right now. And if you are, please consider becoming a patron of the Heroes Podcast Network at patreon.com slash heroespodcasts. Your support would genuinely mean the world to us and would allow us to cover hosting costs for the website, get new equipment and software, and even make it out to different conventions and events to meet you, our loyal listeners. All Patreon tiers will get you access to the Patron Lounge and Slack, which will allow you to chat and interact with your favorite HPN hosts. On behalf of everyone here at HPN, thank you all so much for your continued support. We really couldn't do any of this without you. And we're back. Okay, so we're at the final third of the show for the evening, and we've been discussing the 2014 Godzilla, and you guys moved on to Kong Skull Island 2017, and Joe was busy charging on to Godzilla King of the Monsters, but I reined him back there, because the the man's got a head of steam, so go for it, Joe. What were you going to say? I I mean, my sole concern for King of the Monsters is, frankly, how are they going to cram world-building, good characters, good acting, and all the monster action i mean what we're doing you know essentially with godzilla king of the monsters is we're elaborating on a shared universe which marvel has done brilliantly and they've done it over many many films and it feels organic with them because it's been like the right pace and they've connected those dots pretty well what i don't want it to become and i mean like don't call me a dc hater because i'm a huge dc fan but the DC films, when compared to, say, like a Marvel one, I think that they rushed into that shared universe, that world building, a little bit quickly. Batman versus Superman. And then, yeah, Justice League. I'm not going to call any out. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it did kind of go quite quickly from, you know, from Batman versus Superman to Justice League. And it, it's just a concern. Like, we have, I mean, like the Shawa era of the Godzilla, you know, Toho reign. Um, how many films do we had there? A bunch. It was great. Not all of them are fantastic. Got a little But um, anyways, uh, you know, we had that time to grow the characters, to grow the monsters, you know, to get that world under control. But by the time Godzilla vs. Kong hits, we're going to, we will have had three films before it, and that's going to be the climax of the series. And the next one, King of the Monsters, is arguably going to be the biggest film i don't necessarily know what they have planned for the last film i'm willing to bet it's gonna be more than just a godzilla versus kong fight but you know we need to manage to cram that in and that's like i said my sole concern because the characters look good i mean the monster action which we've seen looks absolutely fantastic the cinematography looks fantastic the score is amazing you know the mood of the trailers looks great looks promising but i'm just worried about the plot action balance yeah do, do we have a run time does anyone know yet um i don't know but carry on chatting and i'll find out 
I, I've just had a look on IMDb and there's nothing about runtime. Okay. No. Oh, that's a shame. Um, it's going to be at least two hours. I mean, for me, since the trailer, the first trailer dropped, and a combination of Charles Dance being Charles Dance and Claire de Lune playing like that that remix of Claire de Lune, like as uh, Godzilla just opens his breath to the sky, I think just yeah, my my expectations are extremely high now. Um. I'll be honest, the second trailer excited me less. Um, I thought it was good, but there was the first trailer that really got me. But then I kind of I knew what I was expecting by the second trailer because kind of the teasing of King Ghidorah at the end as the three heads appear through the fog. Like, I, I, I kind of knew what was going to happen now, and that, that was good. So the second trailer just kind of confirmed it for me more. But... Um, at this point, I don't see how they could do anything wrong. I mean, they could, sure. There's always un- unseen scenarios, but the score is fantastic, as Joe was saying. I mean, the cast looking at it, it's really strong. They've got the monsters in. There's always going to be people who grumble and say they haven't done this exactly how I would like it. You're going to get that. But I think at a commercial, broad level, I think it's going to tick the boxes. And I think that... For most Godzilla fans, it's gonna be good. What do you guys think? Yeah, same with you. I think they've they've lined everything up nicely. The traders suggest that it's gonna be nothing short of fantastic. But then that's the problem, I suppose, that I've now got an expectation that it's gonna be this amazing film, and I'm hoping they don't disappoint me. So here's an interest. Here's an interesting question. Then, has there ever been a trailer that you've seen, which got you really hyped, and then you saw the movie, and you were suddenly like. No, this isn't exactly what I was expecting. Yes, no. yes, right. yes. Um, but Paul said yes first, so go on, Paul. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to say with Godzilla 2014 because that trailer was so phenomenal. Brian Cranston did die, yeah. And then I saw the film and I walked out and I was like, ah, that wasn't as good as I hoped. And also, um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. That trailer was so good, and the film, the film was good, but not as good as the trailer made out to be, and not as good as Cloverfield One. Yeah. A completely different film, but um, yeah, they're my two recent examples. Cloverfield just went in a direction I was not expecting. For me, it was Prometheus. Oh, yeah. Sorry, what was that, Joe? Yeah, well, now that you've gotten Paul on an alien topic. <laughs> I think we possibly lost Joe because I mentioned Prometheus, and I think that generally causes any technical failure. <laughs> No, I'm here. <laughs> You're here. You're just sort of like gently in the background. No, I remember going to see, um, I don't know what film it was, but Prometheus, kind of the trailer dropped for that. And then I went home and that was one of the films that I watched the trailer for on loop for ages, like many people have done with the Godzilla King of the Monsters. And like I was analysing it scene by scene. And um, there's a fantastic part towards the end of the Prometheus trailer where kind of this siren's just going off and on like really loud as everyone's kind of screaming from frame to frame and I thought this looks absolutely yes. terrifying and then I went to see Prometheus and it's like ah oh, it's people making stupid decisions in a cave and um, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I was betrayed like yeah I have trust issues now now that we've gone now that we've gone completely off kilter and we've gone to Prometheus I'm going to bash that film one more time because as an alien fan that let me down but the, I mean, like, it didn't let me down for, like, the reason I think a lot of people might think. Mm. My reason for not liking that is think of, like, the billions 
and billions and billions of whatever currency were spent to get them to that planet, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're basing it <laughs> on drawings, on rocks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A message. You'd have to. You would have to be a crazy billionaire. You'd have to be a crazy billionaire yeah. in order to fund that. I mean, like, hmm. and these are all scientists. Like, yeah. even if the billionaire was crazy, like the other scientists got to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but I, I've got, I've got a lot of strong feelings about Prometheus, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a hardcore Alien fan. So, I, hell, I, I could do an entire episode just on Alien, but. That is not. I think we might have to later on. Yeah, that, 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 that's not tonight. I mean, I, I'm I'm just thinking back about uh, Godzilla King and the Monsters here and the promotional posters. How good do they look? Oh yes, stunning. You know, um, if you haven't seen them, guys, like just they are they are fantastic. Just the one for Godzilla, the one for Rodan, King Ghidorah, and then for um, Mothra. They look fantastic, and it, it's the the standard formatting of it. It feels really tight. I mean, hell, I I want a poster for each of those lined up and framed together. <laughs> no such frame exists, but hell, I will commission it. It, it looks fantastic. Yeah really excited um i'm not sure how i feel about a character from stranger things being in a godzilla film but we'll see she's good to be fair she's really solid no, she, no she, she's, she's a solid actor what what did you guys think of stranger things i liked it yeah yeah it I, seemed a bit overhyped but i yeah, did no, really I, enjoy it that. i loved season one i thought season two was fine it was more of the same and i'm not excited for season three not for any hipster reason other than just it's it's fine uh, you know it's it's good telly it's not absolutely incredible telly and it, it is overhyped um yeah the season one of stranger things was just a great standalone it really was yeah. i mean like you, you didn't need to add to it it was just kind of perfect in its own right if they just left yeah. it like that yes it would have been great you could have had the last scene with kind of the shot of the upside down and then never really had a season two and just left it with people demanding more you could have kind of had a uh, firefly effect you know sort of get everyone hyping about it but never do any more um uh, other comments to make about it before i start waffling not about stranger <laughs> things other comments about godzilla king of the monsters we like the designs or i like the designs rodan and Ghidorah. yeah okay so um We've talked a lot about toys, but just in terms of the designs in their own rights, which which monsters are you most excited about, Paul? I'm actually, I'm actually going for Mothra. I think it's a, it's quite a radical redesign, and I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like on the big screen. Yeah. Seeing how it actually translates. It's got that, ma- it's got that mantis look about it. Hasn't it, it it looks it looks like it could actually hold itself in a fight. Yeah. Whereas nor I see Mothra, and I just kind of just um, I think no. No, you're a moth. Go away. Yeah. No, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think for myself, probably Rodan. I um, I like Rodan. I've always kind of viewed him as the the underdog. He's certainly in the in the '60s show era. He was always quite bland looking. Sort of just you know a bit brown, a bit grey, like quite goofy looking. You know, like something you can imagine feeding. You know. Uh, in Edinburgh Zoo, just sort of doesn't look particularly remarkable. Um, a lot more exciting in the uh, the eighties. Is it nineties? Uh, which one's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla in High Sai? It's about ninety three. That sound right? Either way, yeah. So like during the High Sai period, fire fire, uh, fire Rodan looked pretty badass. But 
I think it was you, Joe, that said that Rodan actually looks like he's come out of a freaking volcano. Yeah, he looks like he's on fire, doesn't he? Joe, are you there? Yeah, I love... Yeah, I love Rodan's look. You know, like how his wings look like they're just waves of lava. I love how the fact that he has... Yeah, absolutely. The shot in the second trailer that kind of most struck me was that point when it start, when Rodan starts spinning in like a spiral effect and those wings are hitting the planes and it, like, it looks fantastic. Yeah, I think Rodan for me looks brilliant but now I'm going to go along with what Paul said about that uh, Mothra looks like he could actually hold himself in a fight. King Ghidorah, guys, we've got about five minutes left before we wrap up. <laughs> Ghidorah is iconic. You cannot change Ghidorah. No. Very much. So they their job in this movie is just to like do the fan service, not change him, but make him look cool. Yeah. In a big budget movie. The thing I'm gonna say though is I think Rodan's gonna be the serious underdog here. I mean, yeah. like he's he's gonna be the one that nobody's gonna see coming but in all reality he is the one to watch yeah because he has been living in a volcano for who knows how long in actual magma are there any dinosaur are there any dinosaurs there with him i i don't think so i thought i'd bring i thought i'd bring it back to dinosaurs well (laughs) no we're not going to get joe on that tangent but the thing is is rodan of the three, I mean, like, he has been living in the most hostile environment, apparently contentedly. Mm. And then, th- in order to release him, whatever unscrupulous agency, sets off a volcanic eruption, yeah. which, those are never gentle affairs. So, <laughs> I think Rodan, and then, you know, like, you gotta think, how tough is Rodan's skin? Like, how much can he withstand? Mm. Oh, Ghidorah breathes lightning. Let me tell you what doesn't give a crap about lightning, rock. <laughs> you know, like, that's basically Rodan's skin texture, isn't it? I mean, like, if Ghidorah's like a lightning rock, Rodan is the ground. And then Godzilla, like, ooh, he breathes radioactive fire or whatever. It's like, well, that's all happy days. I mean, like, how is that necessarily going to hurt Rodan? I mean, what's Mothra going to do? What's Mothra going to do? Claw him? Lightning against rock. You're definitely someone to watch as a Pokemon trainer, aren't you? Oh, I I uh, actually was <laughs> the water type. Really? Know, oh no. Yeah, I was water type. But anyways, no. I think Rodan is the monster to watch. I think that he's going to be quite a powerful kaiju. I mean, like people keep saying, you like Rodan. We respect your efforts. You know, thinking that you can one on one Ghidorah. But sorry, dude. I think you know, like Rodan's probably. I mean, because he's. I, I'm betting Rodan's a very heavy kaiju. Yeah. And I and. He can take a lot of heat and a lot of punishment, again, living in an active mm. volcano. I mean, just the pressure he would have been under in that volcano. Like, we all forget that, like, diamonds form, you know, in volcanic areas. I mean, like, that's a lot of pressure. That's why volcanic eruptions are so explosive. Rodan would have been under that pressure for so long. It's going to take a lot to hurt him. Okay, so he's strong. Are we expecting any kaiju to actually die in this film? Ghidorah. Ooh. Do you reckon? Well, you can't very well have, like, a civilization while Ghidorah's out there flying around, can you? <laughs> Otherwise, the third well, movie would might... have been Godzilla vs. Ghidorah you might Part pi- You might piss off back to Planet <laughs> X. You don't know that. Oh, well, yeah. Would, it, would they go cosmic and send him out into space? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I said, would it go in... Mm. Actually, this is a very good point. This is a good point. Could they end King of the Monsters, you know, like, with Godzilla sulking off? 
Ghidorah mm-hmm. being a possible victor, and then them trying to sick Kong and Godzilla on Ghidorah. It's not clear, is it? I mean, we, we don't know if Mothra's going to kamikaze um, like it did in um, oh, Godzilla Final Wars 2004. Does the kamikaze and just destroys uh, Final Wars Gigan? Like, it, you know, there's all kinds of ways it could go. I do hope that Rodan and Mothra aren't just kind of introduced as like, wow, this is a cool titan, and then killed off five minutes later. I do hope that they actually get some decent innings in screen time. Yeah, I'm hoping they all get a good a good amount. Before we round off, are we expecting any other kaiju that are kind of known from Toho, or are we expecting original, such as the Muto? I think they're all going to be original. The director's already said the other kaiju are going to be original, but what I will say is... Have they, have they actually said that? Yeah. Okay. But what I will say is in the upcoming Godzilla vs. Kong movie... I'm there's been some fan rumors circulating but I'm kind of going getting on board with it I mean like I Mm. think that they might put Destroya in the last film I mean like people people years from now might listen to this podcast and say oh that was a ridiculous idea but I mean like what they I mean like what's going to happen here I mean like you know they say there will be a decisive victor kind of like in Batman versus Superman you know Godzilla versus Kong it better be Godzilla but um Those two are iconic, and they're both sympathetic characters that, you know, like, we like now because Godzilla saved us from Ghidorah, presumably, and then Kong, you know, is like, he's the simian one, he's the relatable one. We don't want to see either of them bite the dust or whatever, at least not in an unepic way. But, you know, my, we've already had the Oxygen Destroyer teased for this film. Yeah. Haven't we? We have, yeah. What was, yeah, what was the major, you know... In the Heisa era, I mean, like, the major drawback of using that oxygen destroyer ended up being Destroya. Yeah, it was the... Yeah. It would be a great callback, a great echo, and quite frankly, he's a monster that American audiences might... I mean, worldwide audiences might not know so well, but, I mean, like, think about a large-budgeted movie Mm. with Destroya in it. It would be epic, and it would be just the thing that, you know, like... Kong and Godzilla would have to team up against, wouldn't they? I mean, that's the one thing that would top yeah. King Ghidorah, isn't it? Like, once you've done Ghidorah... If I was betting money for Godzilla versus King Kong on an island such as Skull, Skull Island, where there are lots of dinosaurs, um, I'd more likely expect to see things like Gorosaurus, Angorus, just sort of more classic irradiated dinosaurs that are possibly not as exciting to the viewer, but maybe a safer bet... I, I don't know. Um, I do think it would be interesting if we plan an episode after watching Godzilla King of the Monsters and then start speculating about what we're going to get in King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. We're actually due to round off now, guys. So, um, if nothing else, what about you, Joe? If nothing else, um, you should watch uh, Ghidorah or, or Ghidra or Ghidorah, however you say it, the three-headed monster, because basically this film is a little bit of a remake because that original Toho Showa-era film had Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah all fighting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that... No, which one was it? Was it Invasion of the Astro Monster or Ghidorah, the three-headed monster? No, that was Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, yeah, where Rodan's there and Mothra's there. Am I right that Mothra's mainly just in its uh, lava form? Yeah, it is only there in its larval form. I mean, like, it, it's fairly pants, guys. It's it's no mantis badass. 
Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'd say I'd say watch that. Yeah. yeah okay, that's a good call. Um, but if nothing else, um, Alex, you should probably check out Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Um, as well as Godzilla, and in the, in the you know the next few months because. King of the Monsters is coming soon, and you're going to know what's coming up. So yeah, watch, no, no, watch them. No, you're right. I mean, like looking <laughs> at it, it looks good. I mean, if nothing else, watch Godzilla versus Megalon. Um, <laughs> it's an absolute belter of a film. It's 1973. It's gold. It's bold. A man gets crushed with a giant boulder that flies through the air because Godzilla <laughs> kicks it. Spoiler alert! But it, it's it's beautiful. It's one of the greatest films ever made, and Joe doesn't like it. <laughs> That's fair enough. No comment. Uh, and actually, no. No. Uh, if nothing else, watch the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Godzilla vs. Megalon. You can see snippets of it on YouTube, and it is just one of the most hilarious viewings ever. It's so funny because it's a mess of a film, and they. Yeah, they, they riff track it beautifully. It's time to sign off, guys. Thank you very much. I'm going to say goodbye. All right, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Later, folks. Kaiju Curry House is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and produced by UK Kaiju with music by Flying Killer Robots. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe at heroespodcast.com or on the various podcast services such as Apple iTunes, Google Play, or just about any podcast app. If you want to get involved with the show, please tweet us at UK Kaiju. And check out ukkaiju.com for the latest news, events, and kaiju thoughts from all of us. Thanks for listening. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Small business owners, is your internet making office tasks painfully slow? Are your file upload speeds sluggish? Are your video calls choppy? You need more speed. AT&T Business Fiber gives you up to 20 times faster upload speeds at half the price of cable. Faster upload speeds mean smoother, less glitchy video conferencing and faster file transfers. Visit att.com slash businessfast or call 844-702-FAST to get our best price on our best service. Imagine it, up to 20 times faster upload speeds at half the price of cable. AT&T experts can help you upgrade to AT&T Business Fiber. Soon, you're going to love your internet. Call 844-702-FAST now. Comparison by Telogical Systems, 12-2020.